0: Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome to an, to Enter the Dragoner's Den, the official Pokemon Go PvP podcast of the Battle Frontier. As always, I am the veteran Taku Dog, joined by the God Amongst Trainers, Professor Jet Force Gemini. I,
1: I didn't think we were going to do two weeks with that title, but here we are.
0: No, we're doing it. Great. <laughs> If you're new around here, we are a, like the title suggested before. We are a Pokemon Go PvP podcast that primarily dealt with the Self arena factions, a team based PvP format. If you're not new around here, I changed the intro yet again, but to keep things a little to keep everyone on their toes. We are joined by two amazing founders of the Battle Frontier. Please help me welcome longtime, I guess, longtime listener of the show and good friend, amazing, confused. And co-founder Greg eight two six two. How's it going, guys? Hey, how you doing? They have agreed to take time out of the busy schedule that is putting this amazing. Well, honestly, there's not a lot. There's there's too many words I can say like all good things about this this new team based PvE format. And we're gonna kind of ask them a couple of questions and kind of you know turn on the hype machine for the Battle Frontier. So woo, looking forward to it. Okay, so. I'm going to go ahead and dive right into it. Why don't we, Greg, we're going to start with you. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your your journey on uh, Pokemon Go and just Pokemon in general.
2: Sure. Obviously, my name's Greg. I'm a middle-aged man who plays Pokemon, but I enjoy it. I have fun on here. I'm a project manager by trade, and I started playing Pokemon when I was in sixth grade. So that would have been ah, 19... 98? Um, Back when Pokemon Red and Blue first came out, I was introduced to it on the school bus in sixth grade. Still remember it very, very clearly, a kid named Toby was playing Pokemon Blue. Uh, I still remember that first sprite of Execute, he was in the Safari Zone, and I just had to have it. We went to um, Electronics Boutique, was the name of the game store at the time, in in the mall. Went there bright and early. Went there bright and early to make sure that it wasn't sold out because it was sold out everywhere. It was really hard to get your hands on it. And I got Pokemon Red, because Charizard was the cooler looking Pokemon in my opinion. And I played it nonstop. I played Pokemon all the way through the third generation games. And by about that time, I went off to college and stopped playing it right around when Diamond and Pearl came out. And then um, I got back into it here and there. I got really heavy into pokemon go when it first came out and i played that for like a year and a half or two years and then i'm gonna be completely honest shine kind of came off the apple for me a little bit but came back for me in full swing when when pvp was introduced which was which uh right around COVID started i was sitting on the couch and my wife was was doing it was playing it i actually didn't even know it existed i, I look over and i see her playing pokemon go and she's battling someone else and I'm like, what the heck are you doing? And she's like, they have this new thing where you can you can play against other people. And that just grabbed me. Because for me, PvP was the end game for Pokemon Go that I was always looking for. Because for Pokemon Go, it was like, yeah, I caught him. I'm good. And I know, you know, I'm not taking that from anyone who likes uh, the catching and the shiny part of it. That wasn't the bigger appeal for it for me. For me, the, it needed an end game and um, or an end mission. And for me, that was the battling. It gave a purpose to the things I was catching. And <clears throat> I got into... I got into PvP. I hit into it pretty hard. Studied as best I could. FP Sticks was my first coach, and then Wallower, and then I was able to finally crack Legend in season six. And um, I like to think I'm, I'm better than the average bear when it comes to when it comes to PvP. I know I'm not, you know, best in the world or anything, but you know, I try to keep on top of on top of it as best as I can. Uh, it's an important community for me know, I run Wallowers Discord right now, and I obviously have the three Slark factions, and now Battle Frontier. Um, <clears throat> for me, what it's changed into is the community part of it is, is cliche and kind of corny as this answer is going to sound. The community part of it matters a lot to me. Um, I want to make sure that that other people um, that I'm friends with, and you know, even ones I'm not particularly friends with, you know get to get to keep this going and enjoy it as much as i do so even if i'm not playing um i want to make sure that there's things in place so that everyone else can continue to to play it as well
0: that is honestly a very well said answer like i give i give mad props for that thank you And amazed. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that Rock Paper Slark or the the, the Rock Paper the quote unquote Rock Paper Slark family was one of the rivals that we had talked about when you first came on the podcast way back when we were first starting.
3: Yeah, they're our number one, our tribal. It goes back to the first cycle that we played. Um, they were the first team actually to ever beat us, and we've kind of had a chip on our shoulder ever since then. But they're also a really great group of guys, and you know, there's a lot of mutual respect there. But I'd call us frenemies rather than, than rivals, I guess.
0: I mean, that's fair. It's like enemies. I was going to say, that's kind of like us with the Barktown Boomers at this point. We know we're 0-2 against them, but we're the, the best of friends, honestly.
3: Yeah, and I right now the, the Nerds, Slark uh, series, or whatever you want to call it, is tied 1-1. So, you know, once Battle Frontier gets started, hopefully we'll be able to pull ahead of them. But we'll see. <laughs>
0: Now I know that you guys haven't. We'll talk about the Battle Frontier in a moment. But are there any plans to put both of you all in the same division? And just have you fight like every every couple of weeks or something?
3: <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be RNG for the most part. I hope we're I hope we're lucky enough to be in the same division. But we'll let we'll let the number gods decide that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And Amaze, I know that I said, or I know I started talking at the start, the top of the show where this is your third time on the show, but for those newer audiences that haven't quite listened back to those episodes, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as well?
3: Sure. My name's Amaze. Not my actual name, but it's what I go by here. Uh, Got into Pokemon. Actually, my story's not too different than Greg's. I'm maybe, maybe a couple years younger than him, but got into it with Red and Blue. I was probably about eight or nine when it came out. Uh, It's kind of fortunate that I actually did get into Pokemon because my first experience playing the game, I was actually at a friend's house on a snow day, and he let me play a copy of this red version, and uh, he happened to be stuck in the rock tunnel at the time. I don't know if you remember the good old rock tunnel from Red and Blue, but...
1: Good old dark tunnel.
3: Yeah, like, the friend that he is, he he let me play the game at that point, so it was just running into Zubat after Zubat, but, uh, yeah, something about the game resonated, and yeah, played it off and on growing up uh, different different points different points in time I definitely grew out of it and then I'd come back to it after a few years 2016 was a big year because that's when Pokemon Go came out similar to a lot of people I played for maybe like a year or so where it was you know super hot and this, this huge sensation and fell out of it again and then COVID struck and PvP happened to coincide with with COVID happening. So that's when I really got back into the game and it's kind of been, you know, that's been the case ever since. PvP is really the the aspect of the game that's like really kept me into it. Uh, You know, Greg mentioned it's, it's like the end game, you know, catching, catching shinies is, is all good and fun and everything, but I really need something to like keep myself in the game. And you know, PvP definitely fills that.
0: That's a great answer as well. I feel like, I think I've said it also as well. If PvP hadn't been as engaging and fun, I would have put Pokemon Go down a way, way long time ago.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there are are probably times where I I swear that I'm going to put the game down, but, you know, it just keeps drawing me back in.
0: There's another video game that I play that makes me do that too, and I have recently started getting the itch for it as well. (laughs) But we won't. Tangents aside, I'll get into that one later. So... Now that we've met our guests, let's go ahead and jump into why we brought them on. Main title content, yeah. So I kind of want. So I know both of you all are founding members of the Battle Frontier, and there is another uh, another t- really a really talented trainer. I believe they're the captain of the Roslark Bow faction. If I remember. Hooter. Yep. Hooter. Yep. Okay. Perfect. So can y'all by chance tell us a little bit of what was the idea behind the Battle Frontier and kind of what what was the series of events that kind of got this whole project started
2: idea behind battle frontier so when sylph announced it was closing obviously you know the whole world exploded that day and uh, right away i don't remember exactly what sparked it i think it was just a tweet but a whole ton of captains from different factions started dming me because i was throwing out the idea that i would do something small through you know the wallower discord just to kind of you know, keep people engaged while, you know, you know everything was sifted, it was, you know, getting sifted through. And um, obviously, you know, Project Zygarden started when King of the, right around when King of the Hill was being announced. And, you know, at the end of the day, what we want to do is we want to just keep team-based PvP going, because, you know, again, solo format's fun, and I play a lot of solo format, play a lot of GBL, but there is, man, there is just something about team-based PvP that just hits different. And um, it, it's a little it's a little logistically challenging to organize is the problem with it though. So like anyone with fifteen minutes can start up a solo tournament. It's it's fairly straightforward. The team stuff is complicated. So we knew that, that was gonna that was gonna be a challenge and it was gonna take a long time for it to get going. So we waited and you know, I'm not I'm not privy to a lot of knowledge on what's going on with, with some of the other formats that are starting, but you know, I think it's safe to say that they're not Starting as soon as everyone would have hoped they would, so you know, me and Amaze started started chatting and said, "What can we do um, to to help out?" And uh, kind of just tossed around this idea together. At the end of the day, that it was well, in the heart of the team-based PVP is really through Discord. It's really through Discord and logistics on the back end, and the website helps a lot, but it's kind of just aesthetics. So we could put something together in the meantime at the very least it, it, we could we could keep team-based pvp going you know until one of these other formats launches not sure what's going on with them you know that we could we could do it and um, i guess that's the mission statement is to continue team-based pvp and and i and i think we have a really strong system in place for it and I'm amazed you can you can fix whatever gaps i left
3: <laughs> yeah so when uh when we got the word so was shutting down obviously i was pretty devastated you know, and, and I don't want to speak for everybody else on my team, but yeah, it definitely was a gutting feeling because we, we put in so much time time and effort to climb through the ranks. So I kind of made a promise to my teammates. I'm like, hey, you know, whatever happens, I'm going to do my best to make sure I have an outlet to continue the team, continue factions and, and whatever form it was. So I remember on the day that Sylph announced that they were closing, just posting something on the, uh, you know, the team Twitter account saying like, hey, we're not going anywhere. Like whatever happens, like in the future, we're, we're going to be participating. You know, factions can't be allowed to die. And that kind of like, I was kind of caught off guard, like the response to it. It really rallied a lot of people. Um, and this was like not even really making any sort of like promise or, you know, saying like, hey, we need to do this, this and this. This is just kind of like a moment where it just like rallied all the troops and I got so many messages from people in the community saying like hey what can we do to help and you know you could just tell that there was an overwhelming desire from you know from everybody really in the the factions community to keep things going you know and uh so a couple a couple weeks go by and you know we're all kind of like looking at Zygarde and seeing what's going on there you know they're doing their own thing but we just got the sense like hey Let's uh, let's maybe do like a practice or a friendly bout or something like that between Brave Nerds and Rock Paper Slark, you know, just to kill the time, you know, between between ending and Zygarde starting. I was like, okay, that's fun, and then it kind of evolved into like, well, hey, maybe we can do like a a ten team like type thing where you know we invite we invite factions that we're friendly with, and we can do like maybe like a little mini tournament. And the thing just kind of blew up overnight, and f- we eventually had 48 teams with, you know, a waitlist. Just really goes to show how much the community really wanted factions to keep going. And, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Zygarde and the other people working on their thing, but f- for now we feel like we're offering, you know, people an opportunity to keep, you know, this, this format that they love going.
2: That's a great point completely forgot about. Yeah, when we when me and Maze were starting to talk about this, we were like like you said, it's like, yeah, we could get like 10, 10 teams to jump in on this with us, and it just it just exploded. We we got to the point where we were at thirty two of the wait list, and then the wait list just kept growing and we're like, man, like we wanna take in everybody we can, but you know, we only have so many people at the same time, like like we're gonna be limited, at least in the first iteration of this, we're gonna we can we can push this out to 48, but you know 48 is kind of where we had to put it. And we, I still get teams DMing me, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we know we're late to the party, but if there is a waitlist, can we get on it?" Like <laughs> past 48, it's 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 wild how much this took off so fast. Yeah, I so, think it was. Oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry. Go
0: on. No, no, I, I was gonna ask a follow <laughs> question. So I was gonna have to follow question to the waitlist, but I, I can wait. No pun intended.
3: <laughs> like. To give people an idea how overwhelming it was, I think uh, Greg messaged me on like a Thursday afternoon um, about doing a small like mini cycle with ten teams, and then by like midday Saturday we had over forty teams signed up. So that just gives you like the idea like how quickly this kind of almost like snowballed into what it is now. But it just shows you the. The, the market, the support is there. you know people really really want factions, probably more than any other aspect of Sylph, if I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt, they want that to continue.
2: I agree with that statement a lot. As someone who plays these kinds of tournaments at least like you know maybe my opinion is biased, but it, there's just something there's a, there's a God, an essence of, what is it like a je ne sais quoi like there's just a thing about factions that I can't quite put my finger on. Maybe it's the team camaraderie. Maybe it's just the variety of different metas. There's just something about it that is unique and hard to replicate. And everyone wants it. (laughs) That it factor.
0: I mean, I I can really honestly echo that sentiment, Greg. Because when Sylph had announced, I was gutted. Like, you know, as gutted as everyone gets. But the first thought that popped into my head was, what does this mean for our team? Like... We had we had experienced like even like in our short little factions career, we had experienced like the highest of highs taking down no offense one of y'all one of your team in the rock paper and the rock paper slark family and then beating sub zero and then the lowest of lows of going a month straight of eleven tens coming up on the losing side three out of the four times and so like factions itself was like not not gonna call it like really a brotherhood but like. Or a because that sounds really, really, like, negative. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you, you hit the nail on the head by saying we all just kind of grew together, and, you know, we've seen battlers come through. And I'm sure you've seen it on your team, too. You've seen people come in, they may not be the best battler, but then, like, after a cycle or two with the team, they're just like, man, I really don't want to face this team again.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's for sure. But uh, what no. I was going to ask was... Oh, sorry, <laughs> I stepped on a maze again. That's okay.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, no, gonna... I mean... You know, in my experience, like, we've been together for over a year now, and you know, the guys on the team, they've kind of become like family, you know. We're we're all pretty much friends, like, you know, in and out of the game. And, uh, you know, it's just like we're a little happy family, and, you know, you want to protect your happy family.
0: Yeah, true words have never been spoken. What I was going to say was... You guys were such captains about all this. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was... The, the waitlist, seeing as how much it's blown up, I know that y'all hardcapped it at 48, but if you don't mind me asking or prying, what is the waitlist up to now? Just to kind of um, give a scope.
2: There's like another half a dozen. Like, it's the problem with tournaments is there's like number goals you have to hit. So, or not, usually you want to hit number goals. So like the thing is, so Sylph was so big that they could kind of just take in as many teams as they wanted and then they'll just do buys. One, I'm really anal about buys, I don't like them. And then two, um, like it has to be one of those numbers that's like divisible by eight and then gets down to two. So it has to be like two, you know, two, four, eight, 16, 32, 64, like 48 is even kind of janky. We're able to, me and Amazed and one of our our other co-founders of Battle Frontier, guy named FMC, we really put our heads together for a while I'm trying to think before we opened the waitlist from 32 to 48 thinking like damn how are we going to make 48 work where there's no buys it's it's actually a big pain in the butt I feel like if we just let every team in that's on the waitlist now we'd be in the mid 50s i think that people kind of stopped dming because we did put out so many times that there's the hard cap if we did just say hey it's back open again Now we have a goal number of 64 that we have to get to, or we're going to have another weird bracket setting. When we finish this first cycle through, then it's going to get easier to open up, because one, we'll have had time to bring in more refs and more staff, Um, and it'll get easier to accommodate all the extra people, because, you know, 48 teams, if they hit their goal of 10 each, you know, it's 480 people. So, you know, we, we want to have at least, you know, two dozen to to take care of 48 or to 480. So if we go up to 64, you know, that's 640 people potentially now. Now it's like, okay, we gotta get to like 35, 40 staff members to kind of accommodate all that. So it's hard to juggle that. Um, When we we have a little more time after this, for this first cycle to continue recruiting more staff and more reps, we can start supporting more teams. And then with the second cycle, so this first cycle is completely open. Uh, re-seeding, re-tiering everybody. With cycle two, the people who played in cycle one they're going to be tiered and moved off into other brackets, and then we can open to another open tier where it's not such a, a jumble bracket.
0: I, I I see what I see what you're getting at there, and I kind of appreciate it because the the talent level that's in that's in the thing right now in the thing in the server, there are some really really good teams. I think the highest is a. Diamond tier team, if I'm not mistaken. No, we got a couple emeralds.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, we
0: have a couple that were in worlds. Oh shoot, I I really should have been paying paying attention more, honestly. But yeah, so we have some world qualifiers, and then ev- all the way down from the from NA Open that I've seen kind of here and there a little bit, and then there's some brand new teams like Thunderdome's fourth faction that I'll kind of shout out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame I'm... that a maze uh, emea. Or the the duck team that everyone thought was a part of the brave nerds is is not in there yet.
3: Well, to kind of segue into to like another point, I'd like to add what Greg was talking about when we were when we were kind of putting the teams together. Honestly, I think we probably could have gotten to sixty four. I think the issue would have been it would have been difficult to find North American teams that would fit into the sixty four. Uh, I mean, we have like I think right now we maybe have half a dozen teams that are signed up that are European or I think we even have a Latin team. But one of the big issues is if you let teams from other regions in, it's going to be very difficult to do coordination and with limited staff that we have, um, that could have been just like a kind of a nightmare to to start out with. So we tried to really do our best to keep it capped to North America teams, but I think as we grow, that could be like somewhere we could expand as well.
2: Yeah, that, that's a good point. One one of the things that me and are gonna get ourselves a pat on the back about, pat on the back about, we were very um, focused on trying to not let our eyes be bigger than our stomach. So, you know, I think that that's a uh, an error that uh, I don't want to. think that that's something that a lot of people, when they have a bright idea and it's, it's all coming together and everyone's really interested, and they they uh, they lose they lose their grip of control in the situation, and it becomes very overwhelming. We knew what our limitations were going to be. We knew we had this amount of staff that can accommodate these amount of people. You know, we knew at least for the first go around, you know, we're gonna do everything we can to lower the amount of potential disputes that are going to come up because we have, you know, only so many people to handle those says, And we're adequately staffed. I'm not trying to undersell that, but we wanna also make sure that we're not overwhelming them and a lot of disputes come in through coordination. So if we have a lot of teams not, so we, we tried, at least for this first go around, to keep everyone, there as many people as possible in the NA region and teams that are not from the NA region have been explicitly told these are going to be matches that are going to play in NA time zones. You know, you're gonna have to be NA friendly. If you're going to compete and if you're okay with that you can and we ha- I had a few people that reached out to me to compete they were from like APAC and stuff and i explained it to them they're like you know i appreciate you letting me know you know coordinating strictly for na times is going to be hard for us you know we'll go around them we'll see on the next go around when we can expand out a bit more and you know that was that was something that we tried to make sure we were on top of is understanding our limitations for the first try because you know nobody wants to fail and one of the things we we definitely wanted to make sure is we'd rather have something that works and works well for what we can handle and grow from there instead of overwhelming ourselves in the first go around and it kind of implodes and then it's just done
1: i liked i liked two things from that i liked liked your 10 times multiplier because i feel like that's easy to forget when you're just talking about things like oh 32 or 48 teams that's 320 or 480 people competing and, and how do you, how do you how many people do you need to support them and yeah it's easy to forget that there's a times 10 tucked into that that team count and as well the the APAC team also like being very upfront about the fact that yeah we'll we'll wait until you have something for us specifically it's like i feel i feel like that just is is speaking volumes already just about everyone really wanting to show up for this and and not in not in like the overhyped way but in the really wanting to make it work way
0: yeah to echo Jess's point i think a lot or mainly there's one thing that i kind of lose sight of too is for every team that's 10 players like you were talking about the 10 times multiplier and i don't i can't remember entirely but i know that there may or may not have been talk about expanding the roster to 11 or 12 please feel free to correct me on that and i was like oh wait a second that brings up another excellent point like if we're at 48 teams 480 if you add say everyone's allowed an 11th person that's 48 more people oh that yeah, yeah no, no.
2: that 11th is just the manager slash coach spot we didn't use one in sylph if i remember correctly like you were allowed to have one in sylph and there was restrictions on how they fit in your team oh we just added in a slot you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be completely blunt i couldn't play this cycle but i'm still gonna call myself rock paper slark member and i was like you know what we're gonna have an 11th spot that's just for coach slash manager and they don't play but they can be in the calls and everyone's welcome to have one if they want (laughs) and just that's how we're gonna do it i don't care
0: no, that's a very yeah. that's a very good point to have. So, oh, Maisie, one, you were gonna say something. Go ahead. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, so, so one thing that I've kind of like been repeating to myself, and like I'll tell it to Greg whenever I have a chance. Like, we're not really trying to reinvent the wheel here. The idea is like factions for the most part worked really, really well when it was under Salsa umbrella, and we kind of are given the blueprint. It's just out there, and why try to 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 radically change something that's already working really well. You know, we'll we'll do this this first cycle, and maybe we can evaluate ways we can tweak it in the future. Maybe expanded rosters would be something we could do at one point. Obviously, we have to have like the infrastructure to do it. But yeah, for for right now, it's just like you know, kind of keep it simple, stupid. You know, let's just let's just do this first cycle and have it be a success, and then we'll, you know we can go from there.
1: It's it's still impressive though that you're actually taking that
2: advice. <laughs> Yeah, he Amazed is, is 100% right. I mean, no one's ever happy with anything. So it's like, you're never going to have a system that everyone just likes without critique. But for any f- flaws Sylph had worked, people are familiar with it, and they like it well enough. And at least for the first go around, we're like, we're not going to system shock everybody too much with a whole new rule set. We're going to do it the way Sylph did it. Everyone's familiar with it. Everyone knows how it works. And like amaze said we'll we'll tackle into changes in the future let's just get something going
0: and yeah specific or like you said adding i mean you haven't really done anything too radical aside from like adding a, a coach slash mentor rule and quick aside greg even though you said you might not be able to play i i'll still probably call you like the owner of the rock paper slark faction
2: oh yeah no that's that's my team buddy <laughs> that's my <laughs> team buddy
0: <laughs> oh like i said 100 percent behind you on that it's like amazed is he's the captain of brave nerds and he's the owner of the brave nerd of the i don't the bird the bird uh, empire uh the nerd nest yeah nerd nest that's that's it so i i can get behind you 100 percent on that and i think that some teams that have multiple multiple teams some teams that have multiple teams. um fact, some orga- organizations, excuse me, that have like multiple teams running in this thing are very happy and excited to hear about that. Okay. So, I almost lost my train of thought on questions I had. <laughs> so, we talked a little bit about your roles uh, in the the Battle Frontier as well as like the idea behind it, but for all intents and purposes, I'm guessing you guys are the co-founders. You're like like you're like the top brass, essentially. Like, what you guys... What y'all's ruling is is final. Like, you can overrule, say, uh, refs if they happen to get something wrong or you'll handle, like, HR stuff, I'm guessing. I'm going to basically leave most of the refing
3: to the refs, to be honest. I think we have, like, a pretty high-quality group of people who who know what they're doing. Uh, you know, I'm just here to, to basically do whatever I can to support the battle frontier from, like, a logistical and... Uh, I guess get the message out type of way
2: yeah that's perfect answer Uh, basically we're here to build it you know basically like a project like a project manager role build it get it get the infrastructures in place recruit get it get it set up get it functioning plan its future but as far as like you know we have a meta dev team you know picked a meta dev team for a reason you know where i if i could do the meta dev by myself i wouldn't recruit people Oh, we you know we recruit meta dev people and they handle it. We recruit refs and they do it. We have spreadsheet people and you know we me and Amaze, we chip in where we're needed. So like we do give our inputs on refing and we do give our inputs on you know the meta crafting and we you know we sit down and we input stuff in the spreadsheets and get it going too. But you know, I'm not trying to micromanage people. You know, we you, you get a competent talented staff in place and you know, you make sure you recruit well, and you know you're you're there when like you know everything goes off the rails. Like you'll I'll, you'll check in on the meta dev team, and you know they're arguing over what should be banned and what should not. And then you kind of say, hey, all right, everyone, take five, breathe, you know, have a beer, come back, and we'll we'll regroup. You know, you kind of make sure you keep everything. You know, we have deadlines to hit, make a decision. You know, we have to figure out. Is we said metas are going to be released on. You know, August 14th, and everyone's still arguing about a ban. Let's make sure that, that that's settled. in August 14th, these metas are released. You know, me and Amaze are here to keep everything on track and build it. But for the most part, you know, we're, we're not trying to, to be that micromanager role.
0: Well, all right. I appreciate that you're taking a more, I guess, a more hands off approach, but you're like kind of the nuclear option. If, like, say things are devolving, like you said. <laughs> You know what I mean. Oh, God. Taco can words real good sometimes. <laughs> Nuclear
2: option. I kind not like that. No, you know, it's just overseeing it, um, making sure it gets built, making sure everything's on track. You know, it's. I'm a big believer in not like guidance, but uh, there has to be something in place at the end of the day that says, okay, this is the decision. This is how. This is the direction we're going in. Um, you know planning the future out making sure that you know we have you know we don't get lost what we're planning but you know do we have a steps two three and four what are we doing after cycle one you know me and amaze talk about stuff like that like you know i'm sure we'll, we'll get into this conversation later but what is the future of it we, we we we're here to to build it up and make sure it has a future
0: we kind of just describe long. it kind of sounded like you were describing a constitution for like a nation state or something for a <laughs> moment like yeah. I feel like I've heard this before. I've read this before somewhere. (laughs) But I mean, all all greatness, all great things start somewhere. And I think you have, like you said, the framework that you guys have put out and like the procedures and rules and stuff. There hasn't really been anyone trying to push the boundary aside from the, we'll call it degeneracy of the the refs because I'm in it. (laughs) I'm a part of that little group. But other than that, yeah, I'm super excited to kick this whole ball kick get this whole ball rolling.
2: I uh, mean refing's a tough one. But if you're if the refing's a tough one because I you know I'm aware that you know they're all tough calls, man. And no one's ever happy. You know, you're whenever you make a ref decision, you're always going to have someone upset. Because you that's the the heart of it is you have two people that disagree. And unfortunately with refing there is no, you know, middle ground solution you can come to someone has to be right and someone has to be wrong and you have two people that don't see eye to eye and someone's going to get told that no you're incorrect so you're 50 of the time someone's going to be mad at you and you know i we have a we have a good ref staff and i like you said you're part of it and i'm happy with the team we put together for it i i trust them on every ref decision i i have absolutely zero doubts about any of it I don't. End. I don't want to. Oh, oh, <laughs> <No. laughs>
3: I, I don't. Go on. I don't want to derail things like too much here. But have you guys seen the um the guy on Twitter the uh the jigsaw guy where he like criticizes? himself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I, for me, my oh. goal is like I want that clown like roasting us on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just <laughs> that's, that that's, good press. I think that's PR. That- I know, I know we'll have made it when he's, like, posting dumb shit about us.
0: <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about, and I'm not gonna lie, I started following that account for a few days just to, like, kind of get, like, a, a Pokey AK-esque vibe, and just, like, the stuff that was listed, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, like, some dude in a basement with, like, a pegboard with some yarn attached and trying to, like, really reach to connect these dots, like... a Sylvia <laughs> yeah, it really cracked me up reading it. But I was like, alright, this is too weird, I'm going to unfollow.
1: But then how will you know that we've made it?
0: Okay, time to refollow. But uh, no, I. please correct me if I'm wrong, but you do have a head referee kind of in place. Hollow Purple. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, Hollow Purple's the head ref. He's on Rock Paper Slark, but he's obviously... He's, you know, an incredibly talented and competent ref. He, he's refed in every regional. He refed at the regional I was in. He was, he refed at Worlds. I have complete faith that he can, you know, mold that entire group of refs in the right direction.
0: Yeah, he also refed at, like you said, he refed for a, a lot of Play Pokemon tournaments that, or a lot of Play Pokemon regionals, which I thought was super neat. He was my my ref when I, when I went on stream, like, oh goodness, so if there's a ruling, I know who to blame. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> and for, and for anyone who's like, Oh, he's on rock paper. Slark. He's not going to, you know how many times Ben has told me, get bent. <laughs> when I've asked him for favors. <laughs> ben has absolutely. And I hope he's listening to this. Cause Ben has absolutely no problem telling me to F off. <laughs> I, so there's no worry about that. It's, it's a meme in our discord. <laughs> he trolls me and tells me to, to, to piss off. So, there's no concerns with
0: that i'm good i'm glad because he uh, <laughs> he's told me a few times to do that too like i remember once i asked him like as a joke at the play pokemon turn i was like so i misspelled my name you're not going to dq me before we even start to match on stream he goes maybe and <laughs> just like walked away and i go that doesn't give me any recourse and then like afterwards, he explained, like, oh, no, you made it this far, and you put your ticket in, and you did everything, we're aware, you're good. I was like, okay, good. I guess that's a good, you know, we kind of been dancing around this next topic a little bit. Formatting. So, obviously, with this first cycle, or you had kind of touched on at the beginning of the, at the top of the show, and I've kind of been digging around in the Discord for a bunch of information. So, what is this first cycle going to look like format-wise?
2: So, format-wise, it's going to mirror Sylph, as far as open great master and then two field metas seven players per week ten players on a team everything's in a mirror stuff like that so how we decided to do it for seeding for the future is um since there see 48 was a wonky number when it was originally 32 we were going to do four divisions of eight players uh or eight teams excuse me each team was going to do a round robin style for seven weeks like a typical faction cycle and then it was going to cap off with two 16-team elimination brackets, a top six uh, tournaments, a top 16 and a bottom 16. So in a 16-team in a, in a single elimination bracket, most of the play is four weeks. So if you won the entire thing, you'd play a cumulative total of 11 weeks. Um, if you lost the first round of the single elimination bracket, you played a minimum of eight weeks. Uh, the concession we had to make to bring that up to 48 teams was six divisions of eight, seven-week round robin for each team, and then a top 16 and a bottom 32. So the only difference is if you're on the bottom 32, you could potentially play five if you made it all the way to the end. But that was the one concession we had to make in order to fold in up to 48 teams without having to do buys or anything wonky like that
0: okay so with the the top 16 and please correct me again you said it was six divisions or eight divisions of six or maybe i'm six getting divisions of eight. six okay. divisions of eight so with the top would it be uh you said six divisions of eight this math ain't mathing for me i'm gonna probably break my head so how would you be able to get the the top 16 from the divisions because i know obviously division winners are a given but what about the other i would think it's 10 10 teams
2: so uh, this is going to go into part of what our spreadsheets are doing. And I wish FMC was here for this because he has like this whole formula based on how it's going to to seed out. But um, is the mad scientist hat. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like the, if you top the it was, how did he do it? It's the top two of each of the six divisions automatically makes it into the top 16. There's your 10 Excuse me. There's 12 to start. And then he has he has something with like the overall best performance. Of four additional teams from the six divisions makes it into the fill out the remaining top sixteen bracket, and then everyone else goes into bottom thirty-two.
0: Ooh, I like that four wild card slot. Basically, it's four wild cards. It's like the four
2: best performing teams that didn't make top two of each division fill out the remaining of the top sixteen bracket, and everyone else gets tossed in into bottom thirty-two. And then when okay. it's all said and done, when all the um, when all of the uh, single limb bracket is finished out we're going to have a rank order of one to 48 and then we'll have our, we'll be able to group out for our tiers for the cycle two.
0: Okay. So obviously this is probably going to get into a little bit of like a futuristic question. How many teams do y'all anticipate to be in each tier after this first go around? So not
2: including the future open, it's just going to be what the heck is it? It's a uh, 48 teams. It's going to be um six tiers of eight. Okay so we we haven't come before you guys we haven't come up with names on what we're gonna call the tiers we, we <laughs> might call them what Stealth's gonna call what, call them with those you know iron bronze silver platinum etc we might give them new names but um it'll be six tiers of 18s i actually
3: have an idea that I, i've been meaning to float by you but i'll, I'll tell you later
2: <laughs> gotta keep that top secret we can't leak that yeah can't leak yeah. that yet
0: <laughs> yeah because this episode is i mean i'm gonna probably ask for permission but it's gonna be posted somewhere in the battle frontier server yeah, hey, that's fine to me. Sweet.
3: So, quick little note. Greg was like, "What should we call this?" I was like, "Oh, let's call it something from the game that like people will like, you know, recognize." And I was like, "Let's just call it Battle Frontier or something." He's like, "Okay, good." And then it was, you know, on something else. And done. Well, it let's be real was
2: it was came up with the name. He was like, "You want to call it Battle Frontier?" I was like, that's "A damn good name, actually." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." <laughs>
0: well, First let's be try. real here. Let's be real here. Pokemon Emerald's Battle Frontier was like the S of S tier. Like there is nothing in any of the main series games that has come remotely close to that level of post game like completionist. So like I give it I give like an A plus plus like checkmark smiley face to to Maze for putting up for the name. And I didn't even know that. I just like the name Battle Frontier. Oh yeah, he,
2: yeah. He gets 100 percent credit for the name. That wasn't that was all him. I'm not good with creative stuff. So anything creative, he gets the credit for.
0: <laughs> okay, then. I, I'm really enjoying... Man, I like I said, now I kind of wish that FMC was on, because I would probably ask him, like... Because I'm a numbers guy, so I would ask him, like, hey, what's the, what's the format looking like? Like, is there a special tiebreaker put in place? But that's probably going to get into, like, the super nitty-gritty. So I'll ask him, like, on his spare time. Oh, that sounds good. All right, so we got the the formats looking good, and, you know, obviously you could probably put placeholder teams like Tier 1, Tier 2, or S Tier, A Tier, B Tier, C Tier, and so on and so forth. But I guess, like, F Tier would have a pretty bad connotation, like...
2: (laughs) Caterpie Tier? Caterpie Tier. I like it. Someone's got to be the Magikarp.
0: Ooh, Magikarp Tier is a good name. Like, (laughs) Magikarp
2: Tier...
0: Magikarp Tier, Feebas Tier... Basculin tier, Basculin Legion tier, Gyarados love tier, disc. Milotic tier. Love disc tier.
2: You got no hope. You don't do anything and you're never gonna get out you're never
0: gonna turn into something better. I still say that Loma Mola should have been a love disc evolution.
2: Yeah, it's kinda crazy that it isn't. If you if you showed me those two Pokemon and I didn't know, I would assume one evolved into the other.
0: Yeah, like Bas- Basculin got an evolution. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but already, so Next question uh, is, are there any plans to continue Battlefrontier after Zygarden eventually, maybe soon, tm launches their uh, platform? and They were shooting for, like, the 2024 now. I'm not sure if it's going to get pushed back again. But I guess my question is, like, when Zygarden finally kicks off, <laughs> what is, like, the plan for Battlefrontier?
3: So, I mean... Like going into this, we definitely don't want to like step on anyone's toes. We understand that Zygarde is probably working really hard behind the, behind the scenes to get things up and going. But obviously, the timeline. I just I, you know, I'm maybe I do want to speak totally for Greg, but I feel like the timeline that we were dealing with is like you know 2024 for factions starting up again. You might risk. Having interest in in the format die out, so I, I kind of felt like we needed to hop in there and at least be like a bridge to Zygarden to, to kind of keep interest in factions going. You know, I'm I'm saying we're we're gonna probably keep it in the air for now. Obviously, we do we do have some plans for a cycle two, but if maybe Zygarden comes around, you know, there's could be the potential for like collaboration there at some point. We, we haven't really. You know, talked about it too much, but you know, the, the thing is, like, I think even if Zygarde does get started up in
2: the near future, there's no reason why like
3: two formats couldn't coexist at least.
2: um Yeah, to, so I'm gonna be fairly straightforward. Is I'm not a hundred percent sure, and I could, or someone could feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. to with is the mission statement I've been reading is that Zygarde is going to be the platform. But I don't know if they explicitly have, uh, um, like, a, I don't explicitly know what their future for factions is. Like, are they going to be the, are they going to be the platform and the the, the format runner, or are they going to be the platform and a format like integrates into their platform and then it continues running through them? I don't a hundred percent know someone can feel free to correct me if if i'm you know not describing that accurately but to to May's point i don't see a reason why there can't be two formats i don't see the reason why they we couldn't collaborate but at the same time again you know i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes either you know our number one priority is just making sure factions stays around because people have short short memories and short attention spans and i do worry like may said if it takes another 8 months people will stop having an interest teams will disband people will have it will stop having an interest in doing it we kind of want to make sure that doesn't happen um the future is still kind of up in the air a lot of it is because i don't know what zygarden's plans precisely are you know if they're going to be just the platform and they still need a format to kind of fit in and collaborate with or if they're going to be the whole thing soup to nuts and you know they're you know they're going to just take the reins from there i don't know that i'm not sure if anyone else in this podcast knows that but right now we're just kind of focusing on what's in front of us and that is uh, you know this cycle you know at least at least one more one or two more cycles after that because i don't know how many more months it's going to be and then we'll kind of you know see where it goes from there we you know i will at least say i'm prepared if ever came to it to um you know work with with amazed and fmc and maybe a couple other people to You know, get a platform going for it, or work with another platform to keep it going if it came to that. Because I definitely don't want to see factions dissolve. That—that's my number one goal: is factions continues.
0: Okay, and you know, kind of when you were saying like people, I forgot who I ever forgot who it was. Like short attention span, (laughs) haha, Taco. When he when you said that, I looked I looked over at my phone. I just got an ad for TikTok and I go look see this is how you break people's attention, you shorten people's attention spans but on a serious note the kind of the roadmap that Zygarden was kind of giving was they wanted to get the website up and running then they wanted to focus on solo play and then they wanted to focus on team play from what like kind of their announcements and me trying to read between the lines I could be completely off base and somebody will be nice enough to let me know that's the good thing about this this whole podcast but you know what what's there to say or who's to say like you know somebody from zygarden takes a look at what y'all are doing and say hey y'all are doing like basically what we want to do how's about that you know we we use project zygarden as a platform and you guys run fact you guys run like this format for factions based out of that kind of like you had touched on the collaborative part of the of the you saying that you didn't want to step on anyone's toes and kinda of giving the ability to collaborate, which I thought would be pretty neat.
2: Yeah, it's a very weird dynamic because it's like, okay, you don't want to step on anyone's toes, but there is for sure a demand and a void that has that is begging to be, you know, addressed. So we're we're caught in this weird dynamic where it's like, yeah, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. I'm not trying to disregard the hard work anyone else is putting in in other platforms, but at the same time, there is a here and there's a right now, and people want this right now. And, you know, will they still want it in six months? And that's a very real and it's a very legitimate question. And we said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna fulfill what people are asking for to the best of our ability. And we're not just gonna, it, it's not just gonna be a one and done because their odds are based on the timelines given, there's going to be at least two or three. And, you know, we're planning out at least the, you know, medium future, the mid-level future. And, uh, you know, trying not to get too lost in the weeds beyond like three cycles from now. And we'll, we'll kind of just, you know, tackle collaborations or, uh, mergers or acquisitions or dissolvement or whatever happens at that time six months from now after, you know, like probably two or three cycles.
0: All right. I, I really appreciate the insight and the kind of like the, or the insight and the foresight as to like the, I guess like the plans for it. So I really appreciate it. And that's an awesome, awesome thought process to have. Jet, do you have any uh, follow up questions?
1: just continuing to be glad that all the eggs aren't in one basket. I guess is is kind of my my general feeling from this, and if that means that this just happened to all get delegated perfectly, like I, I can I can say that Greg probably has an appreciation for that, right? Like that, like if 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 Zygarde does become then like the host for our battles, like that it kind of sounds like a little bit of a dream, but. Um, yeah, I'm just glad that despite kind of all of walking on eggshells, I want to say to a certain degree, like that that didn't stop you guys from just jumping in and take, taking the, the necessary steps and that we're, we're almost at the starting line now is, is is just such a cool place to be when otherwise it's, it's just got this
2: giant question mark over it. Yeah, the, 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 I'm, I'm very weird with like, I like to know the answer. Like, I don't like the, I'm a person in general. This is just a, a personality trait of me in my personal life and work. I don't like unknowns and I don't like, I don't like question mark futures. And I kind of need to know where a path lies ahead. And sometimes that requires doing your own thing. You know, we're, we're in a situation where, you know, we can be completely independent if needed, If as long as people wanted to play. You know, we can obviously you can't make people want to play in your format. If people wanted to and liked what we're doing, um, we have the capability to be completely independent as long as we want to be. We, you know, we we have talked about our contingency plans for the worst-case scenarios. Like, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm just saying we plan out every situation. What happens if none of the other platforms end up coming to fruition? What can we do? Okay, well, if that's the case, you know, we can keep it going status quo. We can build our own website slash app. If the other formats do end up coming to fruition and you know they want to merge with us you know that's that's a conversation we're happy to have and we hope that it can work out great you know and then if we can't see eye to eye we're also again we could stay completely independent if as long as people like what we're doing we're trying not to solidify our future in stone but we do have multiple paths planned out for what happens in different scenarios
0: i love it okie dokie so uh, this next question is kind of for me because one of the things that Jet and I have harped on a lot was the fact that we would just see like the final score of the battle. We wouldn't, we didn't really arrive at the why or how the, power why like the final score was like a 2 1 or a 3 0 sweep when we looked on paper and it's like, oh, this trainer shouldn't have, in our opinion, shouldn't have gotten this score because they had the better team on paper. I guess that's kind of the long-winded way of me saying: Are there any plans to like stream marquee matchups, if possible? Like, I'll use both your—I'll use both your teams as an example. Like, oh, we've got Brave Nerds versus Rock Paper Slark Part Three battle in the, the Battle Frontier. Get your tickets now. It'll be streamed on Twitch or, whatever.
3: Um, I mean, to be honest, it hasn't really crossed my mind. I think we've been pretty busy just trying to get the 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 bones of the battle frontier up and up and going but it's definitely an idea i like um i know uh, at least with the brave nerds we were doing faction like recaps every week one of our teammates shauna billings on his twitter account or not twitter Twitch account he would he would host uh the replays every weekend and definitely would encourage teams to do that perhaps maybe you know once we get to the point where we're we're playing in the you know, single elimination tournament. We could maybe try to find somebody to to host the bat. You know,
2: battles in that that manner. I agree. It's not something we've discussed because it's an idea we just didn't have. I do like it. You know, it's obviously going to be contingent on teams agreeing to do it. But uh, <clears throat> I have a feeling that we'd have teams that would want to do it, and it, it's definitely something that we can. You know, it would probably be tough to get one person who commits to doing every single one, but I'm sure we could get a couple of streamers and rotate them around and. As long as, like I said, as long as we have teams that are, are willing to have their matches streamed or, or recorded and played at a future date or whatever, I think that that's something we could do.
0: Yeah, because I, I was looking at kind of, you know, the there was another team-based format that's out there, it, Gym Breakers, and whenever there's like the World Championships or like the third place match, it will be streamed on the Palatown PvP Discord. And I'm looking at it like, wow, so we're watching like the best of the best. But I feel like, you know, at least from a a complete spectator standpoint, because I have no skin in the game of the of Gymbreakers Breakers, per se. If we got to like see their their journey instead of just saying, oh, yeah, America beat Costa Rica. I think it's like first to 24, first to 25 points, 25 to 18 and then just they move on and go directly into the matches. I think like, at least I'm gonna take a more like spectator friendly approach per se. And if we give, you know, if we give like outsiders looking in, what's the word lawyer uh, the journey to like how this team became the, the champion of cycle one, or this was a heartbreaking loss because of X, Y, and Z. You could definitely bring in like a crowd that would follow factions and get pe- people, get people a little more interested like pokemon go pvp in general it's also totally not because i want to watch other matches and like comment on them and go oh that was neat love watching the recaps
2: the the biggest obstacle would probably be just getting teams that are okay with doing it because i know you know there's a reality to you know sometimes factions can be pretty high pressure matches and you know wouldn't want to put teams in a position where they feel like they have to add pressure to that but i know there's also teams that are really, really used to that level of pressure, like some especially some of the emerald tier teams. So I'm I'm sure we could get at least two a week once the two or you know, two or three a week, once the single elimination brackets start for some of the like you said, the more marquee matches.
0: I know about ten players that would really like to stream the the rematch of Barktown Boomers and Air don't care.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent for it. We like Amaze said, there's you know, some some more like critical infrastructure we've just got to finish hammering out that's a little higher on the priority list, but at least getting to, if we do it in the single limb brackets, that gives us seven weeks to kind of get our ducks in a row to organize it.
0: And that's fair. I'm I'm actually surprised that this question hadn't come up beforehand, but I appreciate y'all kind of taking it back to, to the rest of the peeps and saying, hey, so once we get this in, is this something worth looking at? Because, like, it could just be a yeah, we're not doing that.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, but but like i said i do appreciate you at least you know hearing us out from a i guess like a content creation standpoint
2: yeah, like i know on rock paper slark alone there's one two three content creators um, and i might have even missed one and and amaze said he's got content creators on his team too like well we could find people that would that would at least shout cast them we'll dig into a bit we'll be we'll get back to you on it
0: okay <laughs> the gears are turning. well that's good that's good and then so i know you said that you know your your staff is growing like referee wise i guess this is going to be like a two-part question so the first part of the question i'm going to ask is if somebody wanted to like get in touch and help out with the project would they have to be on factions team to at least you know jump in and offer a, a helping hand
2: uh oh, no, no absolutely um, not yeah um ihsb is a is a ref he's not competing this cycle on the right on the top of my head there, there's um I'm gonna forget the name. I know. I don't remember their name right this second. And I apologize. I know there's at least one or two other people who are not competing though that are helping out with refing, and they, they just also are like us, and they just want to see factions keep going for their vested interests in the community more than anything else.
0: Okay. And Amaze, What were you gonna say something as well? I saw you both like light up for a second. Like, uh oh.
3: Yeah. No. No. There's no absolutely no like need to be. An active faction player to participate. Uh, we're we're fairly big tent. If you feel like you can contribute, then you're more than like more than welcome to you know to do so if you reach out. And I know for a fact, you know Greg kind of hit on it. We do have some some refs uh, on the staff who aren't on teams. Um, actually, I, I know there are a few that really don't even play competitively. Even more, um, it's just they, they have a love of you know officiating the games.
0: All right, so I guess the follow-up to that question is gonna be if someone was looking to get in touch with you know the project, where would be the best place to like reach out and offer that that assistance if need be?
3: Well you can always find us on Discord.
0: Yeah, I, I live on Discord like like yeah
2: you, if you DM me on Discord, I'm gonna get it pretty much immediately. <laughs> I have that thing in my pocket all the time.
3: We do have a Twitter account. I can do a shameless plug for that right now um, at Battlefront Pogo. Um I guess it's actually X now I'm not gonna call it X. it's still Twitter to me, but you can find us there.
0: as long as you don't call it Elon's playground at this point, like <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I do appreciate that because you know I'm obviously or after this episode goes live, there may be some people that would want you know, help out or, you know like you said there are just people that love the officiating part and the the factions part itself that they're willing to donate their time which you know i think i don't want to say like if there's too much staff is or like how much staff is too much staff but from the the vibe i was kind of getting like over the course of this podcast over the course of this recording i have a feeling that so far you don't have a cap on help or people offering help
2: no i'm not gonna take it Uh, i'm listen, I'm not, I'm not turning down help. Um, we're not, we're not turning down help. You know, one of the, to, to hit on a point, you said there's, it's not too much help. It's just making sure everyone is used the right tool in the right spot. And, and as long as everyone like, you know, you play to your best suit. So it's like, this person's really good at refing. So I'm not going to have them doing spreadsheets. They're going to do refing, but you know, we'll take... Right now, we have 15 refs. I'll take 30. Like, I'm absolutely not gonna, you know, be mad at more refs coming in, more spreadsheeters, anyone who's good at coding, be, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, appreciated. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll never turn down help. We'll put everyone in the right spot and give them the right guidance, and everyone can... Something like this, it's... It's bigger than one person. Like, you're always gonna be reliant on on the help of the community around you and there's if we had more help we'd be doing more than 48 teams so we're never going to turn down more help well we can always expand to accommodate the level of staff we have i mean this cycle's locked in at 48 but for next cycle
0: yeah and i was you know i was, he did the wink wink nudge nudge that was gonna be a a follow-up to the follow-up was there anything Uh, was there any staff wise that you're really looking for to try to help out so if somebody says like you say hey we're looking for for coders and someone goes oh hey i'm a coder how can i help that's a good a good place to start out with but what do you like obviously you're looking for all kinds of help but like what are you looking for like for the most part
2: um logistics so like what I mean by that is, is general discord maintenance and communication is something I think we could have a few more people with. Doesn't sound like a big role, but it is when there's you know almost 500 people to communicate to, to moderate, you know, make sure everything's staying in line and people aren't being mean to each other. Again, like you know, messages are getting communicated and relayed, and just uh, generic issues are being addressed. Um, and then spreadsheeters is is a big one. Um, there's, there's there's a lot. Of, we've, we've automated as much as, as possible, and there's a lot of it that's automated, and when it's finally revealed, it's very clean, and it's very, very user friendly, but there's some of it that can't be automated, and, you know, that, that's going to require some back-end work, which we have more than enough staff to do, but we will never turn down people who want to jump in and help with it.
0: All right. That's that's a good thing. So, this is the official call to call to action. If you if you want to be a part of this awesome battle frontier reach out to these two amazing gentlemen i like amaze is a longtime friend of the show he's been in our discord since like day one and even though we just met greg greg's doing amazing things <laughs> greg not is too, friend but not
2: too, too shabby for not too shabby for a uh, uh, old boomer who plays pokemon go hey you have a
0: very you have a very hyper competitive team one of the few people that can distinctly say that they've taken down the brave nerds so you know I would consider that a badge of honor because I think, and Maze, please correct me if I'm wrong. Y'all have only lost to four teams, if I'm not um, mistaken.
3: I stopped counting, to be honest. Oh. Uh, I, think, I think I think it's four or five.
0: Okay,
2: yeah, we have lost to three. We lost to Barktown Boomers in an upset, and we owe them a good old fashioned one if we get a chance to see them again. We owe them one in open, and then we lost to Nerds. In iron, that was our, that made our one and one, and then we lost. We didn't lose again. We went on a 23 game win, 23 week win streak until we lost to Stadium Elite Silver, and boy did they spank us. We learned, we we owe them one too, at the next go around. But yeah, we we nerds weren't the only ones with a chip on their shoulder after that loss. We got a chip on our shoulder now too. We're looking for that rematch.
0: I love the rivalries and. I'm going to go off script a little bit. Are you guys going to protect quote-unquote rivalries during the format, or are you just going to leave it all up to the random number generator and kind of cross your fingers and hope that we get like rivalry part two, electric boogaloo?
3: I mean, I think in the the spirit of keeping things impartial and fair, we're going to stick to random number generator. Uh, now, I, that's not to say I don't think that, you know, we're probably going to have a situation where cream's going to rise to the top. So, are the teams that have a history together, you know, they've been playing together for a long time, are they going to be, you know, ending up getting paired together in the single limb bracket or maybe in the second the second uh, cycle being, you know, seeded in the same tier? It's probably more than likely just because those teams are usually around equal footing when it comes to skill level.
0: Interesting, okay
2: to amaze point whoever's supposed to win is going to win might not it might take a cycle or two or three to flesh out but the teams that are supposed to be on top are going to end up being on top you know this could be my impartiality me not being impartial uh, well i can't talk right now me being biased and uh amaze might feel the same way i feel like there are teams that were not yet at the top that were destined for higher tiers and i think that this is going to be an opportunity to prove if they, you know, if that was the case or not. Um, if they weren't meant to be, then they're not going to be, and they'll, they'll settle out somewhere in the middle, middle-upper, you know, teams, we're going to hope and do our best to make sure that we don't get, you know, way lopsided divisions, but, you know, if it happens, it happens, and teams that are meant to be at the top, it might take an extra cycle, but they'll get there where we really are going to treat this as a true open tier, and it's just the best way to do it. They're We had talked about this a bit and and tossed around the idea of uh, grandfathering in teams based on their tier from Sylph. And um, just with 48 teams wasn't large enough of a pool to be able to have, like you would have like one division of like three teams and like one division of like 13 teams and one division of five. It just wasn't gonna work out right. So everyone's just gonna have to group in one open and you'll, you'll sort yourself out and recline.
0: I personally think that's the most fair approach because, and this this next state statement is going to ruffle some feathers, and I am perfectly okay with taking the heat on this one. There are some teams that just couldn't fall fast enough into places where they belonged, and there are other teams that didn't get to climb as high and fight against teams that they would have had a quote-unquote tougher approach. I'll pick on maze for a second. They, you guys got to gold, correct? Not platinum.
3: Uh, we made it to platinum at the end.
0: Okay, so yeah, platinum. And I think that you know, you you also ended up winning platinum, correct?
3: Well, we won gold and then we qualified
0: oh. for platinum. Yeah. Oh, okay, we never got makes... the
3: opportunity to play platinum.
0: Sorry, I thought before the like the last last cycle you fought in was platinum. I'm sorry. So yeah, and you know, Amaze. We're not amazed if the brave nerds had you know continued on their trajectory they very well could have been in on the emerald tier and had a chance to compete for the world championships likewise sharks and wreck in the silver tier hopefully i'm getting the hopefully i'm getting the deals correct no rock, rock
2: paper slark was in silver okay um, so we double promoed silver and then brave nerds won gold so we both were going into platinum if so so sharks would have been in bronze
0: okay okay that that uh, that makes more sense and so like you guys went on an absolute tear of silver and it's like yeah you're not a silver team i would probably rank you as like gold like gold or platinum team at least and then you've got other teams i'm not going to mention names because i don't feel like stirring the pot too much or choosing violence it's something i'm working on
3: they they know who they are
0: yeah you had <laughs> other teams that just like you know you, you can just say the, and then you had other teams <laughs> Then you had other teams that just kind of, you know, had multiple cycles of declining, but they were doing just well enough to not get double relegated and just get single relegated, and they kind of took spots away from what I thought was, you know, more up and coming teams or teams that hadn't hit their plateau yet. So I think like a, like you guys were doing a great reset. I give my, I give the the taco seal of approval on that. It's not worth much, but it's it's a thumbs up for me.
2: I, 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 I'm not against a Great Reset either, because it's like, if you're good, you're good, and you'll climb, and what's the big deal? But it's also the only game we got. <laughs> so every, so if there are teams that don't like it, it's, I don't know what to tell you, man. This is the way it's got to be. Uh, Something about that. was the choosers. Yeah. That was a big argument in Zygarden when Zygarden first started, was how are teams going to uh, tier in? And I know that, you know, Great Reset, while popular, wasn't the most popular option. You know, we are aware of that, but... There's just no other way to make it work. It's got to be a reset. There wasn't an option for, for anything else. So hopefully everyone could be happy with it.
1: And I realize this is kind of a going forward question, but is there any ideas around like support for new teams or players looking for teams at this
2: point? Yes, we, we will be opening a channel. This was actually talked about. I just didn't get around to it um, yesterday and today. There's, we're going to open up a channel for... Like, seeking. I know based on the team spreadsheet, there's not a ton of open spots. Most teams are full. Me, You know, out of 48 teams, probably 20 of them, if I had to throw a quick number out there, are completely full at 10. And then, like, another 25 have, like, 9. And a couple are at, like, 8. So there's probably overall, like, a dozen spots open. You know, like, one per team out there. So we we will be making a channel for like a seeking a team kind of thing, like a match.com and, uh, you know, see if you could, you see if you could find the team
0: you could place onto or a team that's seeking to fill in an attempt spot. You know, when you said match.com, it kind of jogged a memory in my head. It has nothing, it had <laughs> oh, nothing to do with match.com, <laughs> but it was going to be a question. Whereas like, if like, say if a player happens to leave mid, like just kind of ghost the team, And they go from like ten, they go from like ten on a roster to like nine. What's it called? To like nine for the rest of the the timeout. Will you allow like signings mid mid season? The only caveat being they had never been on a team before. No, I don't
2: think we can do that. It's it just do get where it's coming from. The way someone who would have loved this in open tier, we actually had. I'm not going to name their name. We had a player that ghosted us the first week they were attentive and ready to go a month before the cycle started. And week one, the cycle started and they turned into Casper and we could never find him. And then like week seven, I was like, hey man, like, are you playing or not? And he was like, oh yeah, I quit playing Pokemon. So someone who would have loved to be able to put in an extra person, you're just gonna open too many doors. Like, not to say I don't trust people, But there's just i i know there's gonna be a loophole or a hack somewhere that someone out of 480 people is going to figure out where they're able to game the system and like you know cut a weaker player and replace them for someone really op like to snipe for a tougher week i just i'm too worried about the what ifs because i haven't thought that situation through deeply enough and with the cycle this close to being started and oh man people always complain like I just know that there's a way that that's going to get manipulated and I don't trust it
3: yeah so like I think 10 is a good number because you'll have, you have 10 players on a team there are 7 spots playing each week if somebody totally falls off the, the radar or ghosts you with, with 10 players you're not totally SOL I think the idea is to have that many players just to cover your bases Could that happen?
0: that does make sense And that also brings up the old adage of, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Or winning, depending on how you follow the... I heard it from NASCAR. I don't remember where. (laughs) Yeah, But But like, like, uh... is it wrong to assume that? (laughs) No, no.
2: I'm sorry. Listen, I love this community, and I think that speaks for itself with the effort that me and Amaze are putting into trying to bring this all together. But people are still people. And people try to figure out ways to get extra wins and, and get that little bit of an advantage. I think that's just human nature. And and listen, I hope I'm wrong about it, but my gut instinct tells me that if we... It, I, I don't know. Like, I know that you put the caveat in there, like, they could never have played on a team before. But I just... I, I feel like there's a way that that can be manipulated. Where um, you're just going to have someone really good's alt account. Like you're, you're just, uh, you know, I'm just not saying anything about this particular player. I'm just throwing out a really OP player. So like, you're just going to get a person. I don't even want to say names because you're just going to get a very OP, like hop of the world's level player who just has an alt. And they're just going to be on multiple teams or you're there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like there's ways that that's going to get gamed.
3: So we have a running joke in our, with our team. We have a player, Caspian Pike and we, he's his alt account is called Baltic Tuna. Um, if, you, if you can put two and two together there and yeah I'm just right now I just kind of pictured having a team full of his alt accounts so you'd have like Baltic Tuna and like Caribbean <laughs> Mackerel or whatever
2: yeah like you just have too many people who are really really good and have like three like Callum, on my team's got six accounts six alt accounts like he could play an entire team by himself if he wanted to and I feel like that just opens too many doors I wish we could as I, again, as someone who could sympathize with that position, it happened to our team, and it sucks. I remember that first week, uh, it was like week four, where I kind of saw the writing on the wall that he wasn't coming back, and I actually reached out to Nexus about it, or Ilya,
0: and they were like,
2: yeah, man, sorry, we can't do that. And, you know, explained it to me, and I was like, yeah, man, I get it. I get it.
0: No, and that, that's a very good thing, because I'm not going to name names on mine, but we had a particular issue kind of arise with that. Not to the point where that we were ghosted, but we were like... Uh, I'm very wary to put this player in the lineup. Yeah, but like we're all taking time off, so we have no choice. And somehow, by the grace of Arceus and Garatina, they got the matches done. But like, I gained some, I lost some sleep and got more gray hairs because of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's Captain's woes. I get it. I get it.
0: All righty, so. I guess like the last part is I know you talked about the I'm still calling it Twitter anyway the Twitter for the the Battle Frontier. Is there any other shameless plugs y'all want to y'all want to put out there for like our listeners to to see or hear
2: I mean Rock, uh, well, the Rock Paper Slark Twitter is already shamelessly plugs enough so I think they we got <laughs> that
0: covered and then amazed what well, I saw your bubble light up what were you gonna say as well
3: just just follow us on on Twitter X whatever you want to call it. definitely trying to get the word out because even though we're capped at 48 teams right now we do want to like build some hype around this to potentially keep it going and potentially expand in the future so you have to stay tuned you know keep an eye out on even if you're not competing this time we more than likely will love to have you next cycle so you know just keep an eye out
0: well all right jet do you have any final questions comments concerns or verbal threats to our our buddies <laughs>
1: uh, I had I had a curiosity that I realize is like just one of those kind of inevitabilities at this point but I'm wondering how you guys are feeling about starting four days after we get our new season in go as well with the, the mysteries that that holds
3: uh, a little nerve wracking <laughs> yeah. because uh, the meta team they've done an amazing job they've come up with two unique metas you know, at first we were thinking we were just going to maybe copy and paste something Sylph had done, but it's really a testament to them that they were able to, to come together and put two completely unique metas that, so far, like, looking at the response, people are pretty excited about. Um, <laughs> I'm just, just kind of dreading, though. You know, we'll see what happens, but hopefully any move update doesn't totally flip things on you know, upside down.
2: You know, one of the things we... um. I'm actually I'm less concerned. The field metas, I think, are going to be okay. We can tweak those pretty, pretty easily. It's it's something that's concerned me a lot too. We have talked, me and Amaze have talked about it. The meta teams talked about it a lot too. Is what's gonna, what's gonna happen with these move updates? Because at Worlds, Michael, uh, Tay for whatever this is worth, said that the move changes now that Worlds are done are going to be significant. They do intend to have meaningful move updates to shake the meta up. If I were a betting man, it's going to be an impacting Pokemon that are probably not um, included in the limited metas. Like, you
0: know... Uh... Breaking, swipe, Flygon, on. Breaking, swipe, Flygon. <laughs> yeah, I know you'd love that.
2: <laughs> uh, if it is, we'll address it. We, we're on high alert to keep our eye out for the minute that those metas, those move updates come out and, and to tackle into it and make adjustments as needed. One of the reasons we wanted to keep the... Open ult, the great Ultra and Master League formats. Open was uh, we were worried about a point system being turned over on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with move updates that close out, we were prepared if needed. You know, like, let's say they just come out with something that's just monumental. Like, they, they change the whole game and they add three charged moves instead of two. We'll take an extra week. We'll push out the start date by a week and actually, like, really deep dive readjust. But um, that's probably not going to have to be something that happens. It'll, we're pretty dead set on that September fourth start date, and we're prepared to make the, um, the changes to the metas, particularly the field metas, as needed. It
0: definitely puts my heart at ease.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I was I was gonna say I'm I'm glad that
1: extra time isn't like completely off the table. Like that, that's already like in your head, and that it's it's. You sound pretty undaunted for the most part, but it's it's really just. Because it again, we've arrived at another giant question mark that
2: you can't do anything about. So it's it's just one of those. Should be fun
1: for everyone, right?
2: I have faith in me and amazed. I have faith in, in the team that we put together that will we can we can tackle any updates that that come in and change and tweak the metas as needed.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and I was going to say something very nice, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But I'm oh, not choosing The violence. nice thing gets forgotten. The nice thing
2: gets forgotten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, i was gonna point out just from the new field meta that pokemon that even have moves of a type are included so i feel like that is already doing a lot of catch-all work potentially so oh yeah just
2: that new angle i think helps a lot oh dude i love that meta i'm gonna drag it on longer because i know you guys are tired too but like I love that Aurora Cup, man. People are going to look at that Cup and be like, Oh, this is a Charm meta. No, it's not. It's not, dude. (laughs) This metas. We started that meta as a meme. It was Iyasu Cup is in a... Iyasu used to be on our team. He runs our Twitter now. You can tell by his personality. He's a little bit of a troll. He is a notorious double and triple Charm user in GBL. And he's like, hey, guys, I've got a great idea. How about a meta? Where poison, fire, and steel are banned, and on top of that, any Pokemon that can learn poison, fire, and steel are banned. Haha, ha. I was like, I'm not making a tournament for that because that's ridiculous. There's gonna be just 50 people running teams of six Charmers, and everyone's gonna be bored. And then we like actually ran the PV Poke strings on it, and I was like, wait a minute, this man is not bad. And it's actually kind of fluid and balanced. And then we did the tournament. Well, first we theory crafted it for weeks back at the walward Discord. That theory- meta was talked about and fleshed out for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then we finally, I was like, fine, let's do a tournament on it. Let's see how it actually goes. And it was ironically probably the best, most balanced meta I've personally ever participated in. People are going. I, I'm. I think people are going to love it.
0: I mean, unfortunately auroras bans pidgeot because pidgeot learns steel wing
2: yeah and if but... it learns a steel poison or fire move it's out oh like goodness. clefable's not even in it because clefable learns meteor Mesh. Tapu- our, our first infographic we're so on top of this so our first <laughs> infographic we made like a year ago had tapufini in it and someone was like oh yeah tapufini learns hidden power which has a chance to be one of those ones. get it out of here
0: no tapufini oh my goodness <laughs> see this is like next level trolling when like the troll is so good it actually turns into like a really good idea
2: I I swear to god I have been playing GBL now for however long at three years and not even just trying to you know fluff our own cup it is one of the best cups I've ever
0: played in you guys are going to love it I'm sure our field special are going to love it too I was just going to say
1: I hope I hope we get as close to this, this version that you clearly love to, to be
2: able to get our hands on yeah, dude, I know people looked at that infographic and were like, what are they high? <laughs> they took Yeah. That, that, they took two weeks to make this?
3: That's a response I've noticed. Like it's been 50-50 so far. People either love it or they don't hate it, they're just
2: very confused. Like, oh the meta team's drunk. But <laughs> no, no, I tell you it's good, I promise. I mean the I unveiling was
0: to so, I was gonna say the unveiling was so good that you had to put a, a clarification and edit the your announcement a little bit to where i'm just like gotta recopy everything and put it in because i'm dumb and forgot to put webhooks in on my discord
2: Also, i'll tell you what i'll tell you why i had to edit it so i wrote up i'm not very eloquent and i'm not a great writer so i wrote up a draft and i was like winery make sure i didn't misspell anything so she she took it and she like rewrote it and made it actually look nice and I was like, perfect, and I copy-pasted it over and she put in there this is where your at-everyone ping will be (laughs) and I copied that over into it so at the very top, underneath at-everyone, it had in parentheses this is where your at-everyone ping will be, and I had to go in there and edit it because I looked like an idiot and then there was like one other thing I think she forgot to put normal typing in the Savannah Cup Uh. which means I probably forgot to put it in there
0: (laughs) Hey, you can't, you can't, you can't have a, a launch, a launch a new organization without some growing pain, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still give you an A for effort on the, on the announcement. My field specialist and I are super excited to be jumping on the bandwagon for it. Uh, another um, quick
3: plug, uh, these, these metas will be up on PV Poke in the next couple days. Oh yes, thank you.
2: Thank you for running exciting, it definitely makes it seem a lot more legitimate. I feel Guess a little a thank bad. You to PVPoke. Thank you to PV Poker for listening. That was a huge help
0: for us. They haven't reached out to me yet, so I don't think they listened just yet. If we give them a tag, I think they'll listen. <laughs> I was going to say I feel a little bad because one of our field specialists was like putting all of the like the not the search string but the uh like the custom slots for the custom rankings in. I go, "Oh, neat." But I'll let them know in the morning like, "Hey, it's going to be up on PV Poke in a few days too."
2: Yeah, yeah, you don't have I mean, if you really want to get an early jump on it, but, like, the correct weighted PV Poke rankings will actually be a selection on the PV PvPoke website, and he
0: told me another day or two, so a couple days. Well, alrighty. Gentlemen, it was an absolute pleasure to bring both y'all on the show and kind of give us, you know, Battle Frontier, and I know, like, I'm not going to speak for Jed because he's in the call with us, but I am going to say, like, there are... Our team is really excited to be jumping off on this, and the new signe the new people that we've signed are super excited to play on our team as well. Jet, your final thoughts?
1: I mean, it's it's always a pleasure to have amazed on, but I'm glad got to have some some time to meet Greg. Appreciate all you guys are
2: doing. Oh, happy to do it. I'm glad you guys have me on. Yeah. I'm glad you guys let me come on and,
0: and rant and do the, and talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's perfectly fine. I mean we had we had the Thunderdome on a couple of weeks ago and he apologized afterwards was like, I feel like I ranted so long and I was like, No, you didn't. You ranted the amount appropriate time and we had we had a ball. Well anyway, like I said before, it was a pleasure to bring you guys on. We we definitely look forward to, you know, seeing what this brings in and we appreciate, you know, being able to cover this, kinda of break the ground before all the other podcasters start to Possibly covering this on corners and such. So, with with all of that being said, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick commercial break. But we'll be right back after these messages. Oh no, the milk again! Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did. And there's more where that came from. Exactly. Once again, we do want to we do want to say a special thank you to longtime show friend, Amazing Views and greg the project manager behind the battle frontier excellent groups of people even though this is the first time i met greg i do want to say just clicking and you know being an, an amazing interviewee it helped it makes our job a lot easier Not with that <laughs> with that being said we want to take this time to plug our socials we do have a twitter we are at dragon Air den we also have a free discord you can find it linked in the show notes down below. There is certain spaces or certain parts of the Discord that are locked behind Patreon. We do have a Patreon as well. The link is also down there. Feel free to uh, pledge a donation for as low as a dollar. get you secret access to the Discord. Higher tiers get you access to the recording booth where you can fact check Taco in real time or even though it's very not even though it's very unlikely jet because he's right more times than taco <laughs> but still human <laughs> true if however you know monetary donation is not in the cards please give us a review on spot or give us a review follow on spotify and a rating and leave a review on our new apple podcast channel the more people that recommend it to others the more we grow and we appreciate you so with Patreon plugged we do want to thank our patrons longtime Patreon, thanks obama zt smith and now sotiri their donations definitely help us put put the production of this together and we we appreciate their their donation so with that with the battle frontier you know we had the wind up in the pitch at the previous segment i do want to ask y'all how are you feeling about the Battle Frontier? Do you think that it is going to be this amazing thing that's going to get, what's the word? It's going to go off without a hitch? Of course not. We're all human, and as a, as a referee myself, I I like being cautiously optimistic. I'm not getting my expectations too high, but this is new. This is shiny. Taco likes to play with shiny things, so I'm I'm very excited about the Battle Frontier with my completely unbiased and objective opinion.
1: I'm I'm very biased, and I'm just excited for battles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair. Uh, the field specialists definitely are going to be are going to love the field. If Greg hyped it up as well, I'm going to put my trust in him. He seems like a very trustworthy fellow.
1: Well, and there's there's just nothing like hearing from someone that you know has played through a bunch of metas that once they played. They were happy like or, and, and just like unexpectedly so because I, I feel feel good about it also
0: now meta team if you're listening if you could please redo toxic Cup so flag on can shine i'd really appreciate it anyway <laughs> so our community engagement this week is going to be how are you feeling about the battle frontier if possible or if you have an answer to it please by all means tag us on twitter or tag the the twitter account at Dragon Air Den or tag me on twitter send me a dm reply on if you're listening on spotify reply in the section below where we're gonna have this question asked or you can answer it in the weekly weekly answers discord channel all answers
1: the brand new weekly <laughs> answers channel
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like yeah Jet brought up a good point like we don't have a section for it they've just been going in general it's like yeah you're right that could get lost all right make the channel all answers, as long as they're safe for work, will be read aloud on on air, which is awesome. Alright, so it is now time for the salsa bar where we make fun of Taco for things that that happened during the week. And this I,
1: I, I almost said what do you mean? What could we possibly talk about? And I think I know.
0: <laughs> so we have video proof of this one happening, which is really funny. So I was streaming on the Pallet Town. The Palatown Channel, and I had a Whimsicott. I was up against a Whimsicott, and I threw Venusaur out there. And I'm thinking, okay. And you could hear me in the clip. I said, okay, Venusaur, hard walls, Whimsicott, because it has Fairy Wind, gra- see, I think it's Grass Knot, Seed Bomb, and Moonblast, and so I call I was just like yeah I can save my shield for later and I'm thinking to myself wait doesn't it have like another move but I can't remember it's and I said it's probably not important and I got hit with a hurricane from a whimsicott and my reaction to it was just priceless the entire chat lit me up it was it was quite possibly the best and worst feeling on GBL to get not only I didn't get beams but I got nuked so hard I end up losing that match but that was a very winnable game up until that point. I think. And I think literally the start
1: of that clip is when I hopped onto the stream. <laughs> and you saw it. And so, like, oh, I just gosh. see that moment like in isolation. So, like, I didn't know if you knew it was in back. I didn't, <laughs> but I was just like, oh no!
0: No, I had a winnable matchup in the back. It was a Medicham in the back, and all I had to do was leave with at least one Frenzy Plant loaded, and I would have won. And then that happens. And I go well. That that guy that that was clipped, which is really great.
1: I, I mean, like kudos to them for throwing the move. Like I, they they definitely weren't getting to two hurricanes even with fairy wind. So <laughs> they, they they just they went for it. And I mean, yep.
0: Yeah, credit where it's due. It definitely paid off for them. And after all of the the ten battles for the week, I I started at twenty four forty. All right, I started at twenty four ten, and I climbed to twenty four fifty five. So I'm not quite at veteran, but the slow climb continues. I will get there.
1: It does. It does help being back into a stretch where you can play great league for a bit.
0: Definitely. But uh, that that kind of segues good enough into our GBL progress. Like I said before, I'm at twenty four fifty five. Still climbing. The end goal is obviously to meet legend, but I've knocked my goal out from veteran this time out. But now it just means I have to hit veteran from here on out or better the, to the consider it a good goals. season. Yeah, yeah, su- super achie- achievable. How's your GBL progress going, Jet? So
1: I I did my travels to eastern time this week and so i really haven't done very much gbl at all like i think i played my last set um in jungle so that was still kicking around in the 2800s i think
0: i forget have you made legend this season yet or are you still on that climb
1: no yeah i need to i need to kick it into gear and actually play some games like that's that's the only reason that I won't make it as if I just end up not playing. So <laughs> I would like to keep the streak
0: alive. That's right. Well, you know, final boss, AJ is right on your heels. So that I mean... kind of lights a fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily I, I had a few season head start,
0: but yeah. Alrighty then. So that, that is our GBO progress. For, it looks like that this, this part, the second half is going to be a little bit shorter than normal, mainly because we had we had such great interview guests and I definitely wanted to talk more and more but we had to sadly time exists and we and people do need to go to sleep.
1: <laughs> I mean I'm I'm impressed that we stuck around to do part two actually. Like as soon as you said we'll be back, I was like, Oh no, not again.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that, that was fair. I did I did say we'll be back. I'm like, oh. Alright, now we're just honor bound to do do it so
1: i don't i don't know we've 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 played that game before (laughs) (laughs)
0: look jet we were honor bound okay (laughs) all right okay (laughs) that's fair okay so i think though this is going to be a little bit of a shorter part two we do have we do have our worlds we do have to talk about worlds a little bit next week and we'll kind of see see where that goes so Actually, the I guess we can. The world
1: kind of... is our oyster.
0: Yeah, actually, a little bit of Niantic news. There's a swamp go fest is coming up, and uh-huh. I couldn't be happy. I couldn't be happier for for Mega Rayquaza. That's all I got. A good wrap up to the summer for me.
1: Yeah, have have fun, all you all you friendos in the New York.
0: Yeah, when this episode goes live, it is going to be happening. So. Which I did not know. Hope you all catch your Carbinks, and if any friends are out there and happen to be in the Iowa City area on their travel home, come trade me some Carbink. Though, so, unfortunately, it is time that we do say our goodbyes. As always, always remember: keep your Dragon Fang sharp. Frost last is overrated. Berry types are super scary. And until next time, we will see you all in our next episode. Whatever we
3: end up talking about. <laughs>